So if we look at the last verse of the Bible, um, it says, Locom, that's uh, Devarim 34, uh, 10. Okay, so it's three verses from the end of the Bible. Locom novi od be Yisrael kemosheh. There was never a prophet like Moses in Israel. Asher Yodau Hashem Ponim El Ponim, who knew God face to face. Look at the words. Below come, okay, Novi, there was no prophet. Ode, meaning evermore. Well, this the, Moshe is writing the Torah and saying, is he saying there was never a prophet like Moses in the past, or there never will be a prophet like Moses? Right. The Sifri says, picks up on that syntax, and the Sifri says, "Locom novi bishor kamosha." And what is the next words in the Sifri? Aval, umos Come. So there was no prophet like Moses. Aval, the Umos, the nations of the world, come. There was a prophet like Moses. What? 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 <laughs> Maimonides tells us that there was no prophet like Moses. Not only that, he saw God face to face. The Apostle says that. But, but the Sifri, it says, Lo come, and he's Medayek, he's specific, he's saying, Be Yisrael. It could have just said, Lo come, Novi od Kamosha. The fact that it says, Lo come, Novi od Be Yisrael, Kamosha, means among non Yisraelites, there may have been a prophet. And who was that? Bilal. You see that? Now, just listen to what we expect him to say. What do we expect him to say? Who's him? The Balamedrish. Okay, so there is a prophet like Moshe. It's Bilon. So then we expect him then to say, yeah, but Moses did this and Bilon didn't do that. Moses did this and this, right? We expect that. Now, look what he says. Bilon ben Boor. Yesh hefresh bain nevuaso shel Moshe le nevuaso shel Bilam. I want you to know there's a big difference between the nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu and the nevuah of Bilam. Again, I'm now expecting to say, hey, this guy's up here and this one's down there, right? Like the Gemara says in Sanhedrin 105, Bilam Arasha, right? Listen to what the Sifri, remember Sifri is 200 years before the Gemara. Sifri is like 4th century. Sifri is written around the time that Constantinus became the Holy Roman Emperor. He was before the Roman Emperor, but he converted to Christianity in 333. And now the Palestine comes under the hegemony of the Holy Roman Empire, and the persecution begins. Until then, for a couple hundred years, there are very good relations between the Jewish community and the Christian, the Pharisaic community and the early Christians. 
but this so this is written by the Baal HaSifri, the Midrash Sifri, the Halachic Midrash on Tavarim. And what is the difference between the two? Moshe lo hoyo yodea mi medaberimo. Oh, Moses, I gotta tell you, uh, he didn't know who was speaking to him. And Bilam knew who was speaking to him. As it says in the Posuk in our in our Pasha, Pasha's Bolak, Noum Shomea Imre Kale the Yodea Das the speech of the hearer Bilam of the words Almighty. So he knew that it was the words of Das Elyon, the Almighty. Okay, that's the first difference. Moshe Moses didn't know when he would speak to him, God would speak to him, until he did so. And Bilam, however, he knew exactly when the Abishta would speak to him. He could that Yodea divine, he knew exactly the Das Elion, meaning he knew when the Das Elion was going to approach him or not. Second difference between the two. Third one. Moses did not speak to him unless he was standing, as it says in Deuteronomy 5.28, Va'atah po amod imodi. Hey, now you, you come and stand here next to me and I'll speak to you. And Bilam. Bilam was speaking to him even when he was fallen. Shinema, as it says in our Pasha, Numbers 24 4, the vision of the Almighty shall he see, fallen and his eyes uncomfortable. So even in the state of being fallen, he is able to converse with the, or Machaze Elion, he could have a vision of the divine and uh, and he's able to converse three different things the hefresh I would have expected the Malmedra said ha, Moshe completely different much higher and Bilam nah he's a nobody and look what we just heard three examples in which Bilam's prophecy was superior in the setting of the prophecy, right? He knew who was talking to him. He knew when he was going to talk to him. And the, his posture mm. suggested some kind of intimacy because Moses had to stand and he could even speak to him. Okay. What, where are we going with this? Why is the Balamedris suggesting something so against the Pshat? So against the Gemara, Bilam or Rasha? What are you telling me that this Bilam was a prophet who was Yodea Das Elion, that he was equivalent to Moshe Rabbeinu among the Goyim? I mean, in the fourth century, Bilam? How do we know what Bilam? Bilam is like 600 BC. And we're talking in the fourth century, giving him such kudos. And then he adds this mashal. Mashal lema hadava dome. I think it's the next page. Okay. Mashal lema hadava dome. What do I need a mashal? You just got through telling me something very, very exoteric, very plain. If I bring you a mashal and bring you a mashal, 
to tell you something that you wouldn't understand without the Moshal. Mm-hmm. A Moshal is a fictional narrative as opposed to a Maaseh. Hey, that's what happened. Moshal, let me give you a parable. Let me give you an exemplar, a parabola. Let me give you a, a, a fictional story that will illuminate what I'm talking about. Okay, let's read it. Moshal Modova Doma, Le Tabacho Shel Melech. Okay, we're going to talk about the, the chef, the, the king's chief chef. Okay, so what is it about the king's chief chef you want to tell me? The Yodea Kamahotsaot Yotsaot You know, he's the chief chef. The king wants steak today. Okay, got to go to the market, chef the animal, get some condiments, buy some vegetables. Got to pay for it. Hotsaot, he's got to pay. He knows exactly how to run that kitchen for the king. That's the marshal? Yeah, that's the marshal. Is there a nimshal? No nimshal. Very typical for Tana eating Midrashim, maybe not to have so. Only later on that we have to be told, you know, the art scroll version of the nimshal. Here there's no nimshal. Okay, so now I'm being forced to, as the reader, to give a nimshal which will fit this whole business. A parable of a tabach of the chief cook, the, the, the chef of the king. Now that chef, he knows everything about chefing, about cooking. The implication is, does he know what's going on in the court upstairs? Of course not. Does he know about all the intrigue with the family of the king? No. All he knows is that. The implication being that Bilam was the chef. <laughs> so, yes, he was a prophet. Yes, he was like Moshe Rabbeinu. Yes, he knew where God was coming and going and before it happens and God was there. Why? He's the chef. He's got to know. Got to know when the king's holding court. Got to know when the king's not. Got to know when the king's angry. What's he in a mood for? And the implication is Moshe Rabbeinu. Ah, that's a different order. He's up there in the court. He's the vizier to the king. He's the Shani Lamelech. He's conversing. That's the implication. The Medrash continues. Asher Yod Hashem Ponim and Ponim. Moshe Rabbeinu had something so unique. Asher Yedau Hashem Ponim El Ponim. That he he knew intimately. Got Ponim but Ponim knew intimate Ponim Ponim. Again, the Medrash takes it darker and says what? I was actually just reading about his rabbi in the Venice Beach Shul, Rabbi Finley. He said, 10 things I learned from Leonard Cohen. Just amazing. Prove to me that he knew God. Oh, it says in Exodus 32, which we will lay in this afternoon on the Tainus. Show me your glory. Okay, he had just finished getting forgiveness for the sin of the eagle. And now he says, hey, by the way, can you show, can we, can we talk? Can, we, can you show me your glory? And what's God's response in, um, in Kisisa? Lo yirani adon v'choy. Right? person cannot see me and live. 
You can't see me in left. So what will I do? I'll put you in a crevice in the rock. The sacrosi kapiolecha, and I'll cover you with my palm. And you will see my afterglow. Shall we call it that? You'll see my behind. You'll see my acharaim. But you will not see my... Um, you will not see my uh, my front. Okay. So the so so he says, show me your glory. So he says, It Doesn't say like the pshat. The pshat says, lo yirani adam v'choy. He's he's troping on that, lo yirani adam v'choy. Person can't see me and continue to live. But if you're not alive, then you surely could possibly see me. But oila mazeh iyatoro. In this in this veld you cannot see. Shenim shal kaponim. This world is like face to face, a mirror. You can't see me. Shenema loti chal liros panai. Straight out of Pasha's kisiso. Then when can you see me? Aval atoro e ba oila mhavo. Shenim shal ka achoraim. So ponim achoraim. This world, next world. That's how the Balamedrish is troping this. So you, I will cover you with my palm, my palm, and you will see me as I pass through the crevice in the rocks, and you'll see my afterglow. And now the Balamedrish, because this is the, 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 almost the last verse in the whole Torah, and Moshe is dying, right? A Mosai hero. So tell me when he did show him his ponim. Somoch lemisa. Here, at the end of Devarim, he shows him his ponim. Holomadato shehamesim Roman. From here, you can see that the mesim can see the Abishter. And that's, there, are, there are certain things in the Zoya that by Rip Shimon, by Yochai, when he was dying, he was able to see things that he could never see the rest of the time. And he tells his pupil. I mean, there's this whole thing, this whole genre of not near death experiences, but. Uh, but death experiences uh, in which the Rebbe uh, gives over his final prophecy. Okay. Now, there is this absolutely fabulous Torah Tamima. The Torah Tamima says, Vayesh. Um, who, who did have a prophecy? Bilam. And in what way was the the mashal of the the the, the uh, tabach the, the chef helpful in in understanding? Kloma sheyediyoso shel bilom. So what he's saying is through the mashal, because until the mashal, I would have said that's crazy. Can you see that? Badas mm-hmm. Elyon, from the Pshat, it would seem that he had access to this Das Elyon. So what he's saying is that the Moshal of the chef, the level of his knowledge of the king's kitchen is the level of the Das Elyon that was given to Bilam. It's not the pshat. The pshat is he, he could divine exactly what the Rabboni Shalom's das was. But here he's saying, no, by giving you the mashal of the, of the chef, he only knew what was going on in the kitchen. 
That is a knowledge that is pashut, simple, vagasa, and coarse. The steak, the vegetables, nothing more about the king. He was a beloved of the king. Who he would divulge all his secrets. So that's the level. Completely turned the pshat upside down. And not only that, turned the medrash upside down. Because the medrash said he had yidiyah, he had yidiyah, he had great yidiyah. No, his yidiyah was, as we said, that. Okay. Now, he adds this story, which is just a cute story. The Nehirnaki Behisosafi Betsail Ulpana Rabasa Tequila's Vochan. And I was enlightened when I was part of the great yeshiva in Valoshan, when I studied with my uncle the Natsiv in Valoshan. Shamati Sham Beshem Hagon Rebchaim Valoshan. And I heard Per El Per from Rebchaim Valoshan. Has been Nimrat's Ladrosha Zoo, a beautiful explanation of this Drosha about the difference between Moshe and between Moshe and Bilam. Alpi Mashal. Now I'm going to give you a different Mashal. I'm not going to give you the Mashal of the so uh, the the the, um, the shallots chef. There are two species that come out at night. The nesher is the vulture. Va'atlav is the, the, the bat. Sheshneyem yodim eight zerichas Hashem. Both of them know when the sun goes down, ubiyas Hashem, when the sun comes up. Why? Because they're nocturnal, nocturnal creatures. Achminakudas heroes shtei hakvitzot shonos tachlis shinuzemizeh. But but looking at them and their behavior, you can tell exactly how opposite they are in the way they use the night. Because those who know the nature of a hawk or a, or a vulture, she ohev karne hashemesh who. He loves the sun's rays. Why? Because his eyes are so amazing to ha- catch his prey. He needs daylight in order to see his prey. At night, he knows that my eyes don't work. I won't find any prey. And therefore, don't waste your time at night going hunting. And the opposite of that is Ha'atlaf. Why? Because being as blind as a bat, using ultrasound, right? He is time where he can actually get out and not be attacked by those who wish to destroy him is at nighttime. That's when he has his ability uh, to get his prey. Because the bat is very scared of the day. So now, when the sun goes down, both of them have Yadiyah. They both know that it's nighttime. But the purpose of their knowledge is totally different. 
because the Nesha knows when to wake up and see the light of day. And the bat knows when to hide when the daylight comes, to hide himself and to bury himself. And when the sunset comes, they both also know. But the Nesha goes to sleep and the bat wakes up. That is the moshul that he's bringing. Two creatures, one a creature of the night, one a creature of the day. Now the Nimshal. says, this picture, Makbil, you can parallel Liyadias Moshe Ubilom Es I can use that mashal better than the mashal of the of the chef uh, in explaining Moshe's Daselion versus Bilam's Daselion. When the Abishta finds an auspicious time to shower blessing in the world, Moshe. Moshe is like the Nesher. He wakes up to grab the blessings that are coming down in the light of the day. So he intends that moment to grab Pnei Elion for his purpose, for Am Yisrael. He knows when the Abishta is in a beneficial mood so that he can then open up the gates and bring down that bracha to Klal Yisrael. But we know that Bilam, we just got through saying, Bilam knew Das Elyon. He also knew that same Das Elyon. But he also realized that that was a time of Brocha of Kalisrael. So he covers up his Nevoah. He says, I'm not on that channel. I'm not tapping into the Rebbe Shalom on that moment. He was Kovesh Nevoah. He suppressed his prophecy so that he wouldn't have access to that kind of blessing. Meaning that the prophet is a conduit. And, and he's a conduit for the divine blessing to come down. So he had to actually uh, white-knuckle it so that he wouldn't access that divine because it was an auspicious time for blessing. And of course, the opposite is true. The time where the channels, the pipes, are closed up of the light, and the good times, and now it's a time of weakness and anger and rage and fury al Yisrael now Bilam wakes up and wants to access that because he wants to bring all that fury down when Moshe sees that it's not an auspicious time that it's a bad time for Yisrael he now contains his Nevoa is suppresses it until the rage has passed. So they both knew how to be This one was accessing it for its light and this one like a vampire. 
He's not just a bat, he's a vampire. He's making use of the night in order to injure the Choshech. And so he says, Rav Chaim Biur, his explanation, is beautiful. For me, the question remains, why would the Bala Medrash go so much against the Pshat? Das Elyon, Bilam. There's been a switcheroo. At some point, we're very ambivalent about Bilam. Sometimes we consider him with respect, other times, Bilam Arosho. By the time we get to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, he's a maneuver. Um, there's a, there's a Gemara that um, considers him a diviner, but other Gemaras consider him as, a, as, as an oisvar. I can quote to you one medrash. And Bollum looked out and saw that a man, son of a woman, will arise who seeks to make himself God and seduce the world without exception. So he gives strength to his voice that all the nations of the world might hear and see speaks. Take heed that you not go astray after that man as it written, God is not a man that he should lie. And if he says that he is God, he is a liar. That's in Numbers 23, 19. Now this Yalkut Shimoni on Numbers 23, 7, Bilam looks out and sees that a man, son of a woman, will arise who seeks to make himself God. Hmm. Yalkut Shimoni is a medieval medrash. So Bilam here appears directly as a substitute for Jesus hmm. in certain passages of the Talmud and Mishnah. Hmm. For instance, the mission in Sanhedrin says, except the four common people, Bilam, Doeg, Achitofel, and Gehazi. Now, Doeg, Achitofel, and Gehazi are all Israelites. Bilam is not an Israelite, so that could be, again, a cipher for Osa Ish, who's elsewhere listed along with Doeg, Achitofel, and Gehazi as the four wicked disciples who departed from the Torah, Brochus 17. So I would like to suggest, and this is my theory, that when the Medrash goes against Pshat, there's a polemic going on. And at the time that the Sifri is written, the Holy Roman Empire is now hegemonous over Palestine and persecuting us in the name of Osoish. In the name of Osoish. And I want to suggest that lo kom novi be Yisrael kamoshe. Yes, that refers to Moshe in Am Yisrael. umos, but in the umos, remember he's in Palestine talking about the non. Israelites, the early Christians, come, yes. And who is it? Well, we couldn't say Jesus because then that would be censored. Oh, Zelem Bilam ben Bar. He becomes a foil character. And and that's the only way I can explain that Eloyesh Hefresh, there's a big Hefresh between the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Nevuah of Oiso Ish. Why? Well, I expected to say Moshe is great and he is not. We just the opposite. Moshe Lohoyo Yodea. He did not know the time when he would. Moshe didn't know when he was going to do it. He had to do it standing, and Bilam could do it when he had fallen. Remember that Paul falls on the way and has a seizure? And, yeah. 
So I wanted to suggest that this very enigmatic text, although Reb Chaim of Voloshin, uh, explains it in such a beautiful way, that one is, you know, an eagle that comes out during the day and one is a bat or a vampire, that could be a foil text for those who are suggesting uh, that prophecy uh, has validation outside Moshe Rabbeinu. At a deeper level, at a deeper level, the oracles of Bilam are turned around. The oracles of Bilam are turned around into brachas, matovu alalecha Yaakov, so that um, that they are uh, archaic in language, but they go to the idea that even Bilam has to bless Claudius Rome, that somehow uh, this heretical sect, um, this heresy from a foreign prophet is turned around because he doesn't have control over his prophecy.